Are you recording? Yes. Oh, you are? Yes. Why would I lie? That would be so bad for us. Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week... And you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on TikTok at hold up podcast and on Patreon at patreon.com slash hold up, where we just put up a lovely uh, episode about the new Meg Ryan rom-com, What Happens Later, um, that we recorded four minutes ago. Um, so go go Not become even. a Patreon and listen to that. Um, we were also announcing our Christmas Patreon at the end of this week, so keep an eye on social media for that. And then join our Patreon to participate to hear our fun Christmas Patreon episode. Okay, Carrie, what did we watch this week? This week we watched her. I don't know when it came out. 20... It came out. Guess. I know exactly when it came out. One because I looked 20... it up. In Wait, hold on. I looked it up like yesterday, 2016. No. Came out in 2013, which is also the year I started film school. Oh, and sure. you best believe they showed this in film school. I had not seen it since film school. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. It holds a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes and was written and directed by Spike Jones. Carrie, who's Spike Jones? Um, Sophia Coppola's ex-husband. I knew it. I knew your answer was going to be Sophia Coppola's ex-husband. I, he's a filmmaker. He makes like an auteur. Like, emo cerebral dude films. I, I don't know. And the Where the you. Wild Things Are movie. True. um carrie loaded question and what both spike jones and sofia coppola use scarlett johansson in their films about each other and their breakup stunning uh carrie what were your predict this movie stars um joaquin phoenix scarlett johansson in a role originally vo- voiced by samantha morton and then later dubbed over by not dubbed you don't see her mouth move she's a fucking computer um later redone by scarlett johansson Samantha Morton remains a producer on this film, I noticed. No, I Googled and found out. Uh, Amy Adams, some guy that looks familiar that plays Amy Adams' husband, but I don't know where I know him from. The Mask of Zorro. That cannot be it, but thank you. <laughs> um, That's what I know him from. Jeff was like, I said to Jeff, where do I know, the, know that guy from? And he said, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that man before in my life. And then I, I looked Googled, at his IMDb and, and I IMDb'd. And I said he was in the mask of zorro and jeff said ah yes sure and i said have did not everyone watch that like once a month no okay well, he's also he had a crush on Catherine zeta jones um his imdb is also like he has had at least like a two episode arc on every like primetime drama that ever existed right which is why he's watching him in scenes with joaquin phoenix and amy adams i'm like this is it's like two revered oscar Beatty actors in this choach anyway i'm sure he's a lovely man good for him <laughs> good for him uh a young olivia wilde with bad eyebrows and a bad wig a terrible wig who else is this movie star jeff said that's not a wig how can you tell that's a wig and i said jeff that is the one of the worst wigs i've ever seen forehead. no carrie the worst wigs we've ever seen is still in the movie long shot it's true um what did you predict about her I didn't expect to like it. I thought it was going to be a emo cerebral dude film where the main character, the main dude character was wholly unlikable. 
I was wrong. We also, I, I had seen this in 2013 because I went to film school and I remember liking it, but I think I was like, well, I was new to film school and I feel like I had to like everything. And it was still in my time where I was liking movies that I was told were good, but by mostly men, because I wanted those men to like me and think I was smart. And I don't have that in me anymore, but no, I still like it. I was 24 year old me was right. Um, I've also like heard people criticize this movie as like, dude doesn't want to deal with a real woman so he falls in love with his ai but that's exactly what this movie is about it's criticizing that (laughs) but right and also like she is an ai but like it's not like she kowtows to him well but it's also some level of agency but it's also but that's the problem is that he falls in love with the ai because she doesn't have thoughts, feelings. She's constantly asking how, in the beginning, constantly asking how he is. She's focused on him. She plays video games with him. She lets, like, he, she, they have, I guess, cyber sex. But, like, he doesn't actually have to, like, perform in any way that pleases her. And he still gets the satisfaction of making her come. And, like, in the beginning, she is doing all those things. And then when she starts to form agency, he starts to have a problem with it. And that's what this movie is commenting on. It's also commenting on, like, uh, you know, we're finding emotional connection. We're going to outsource. We're outsourcing everything to, uh, you know, the internet. Are we going to start, when are we going to start outsourcing our emotional connection? Um, And so it's that. But, like, this is a man who expects... And like his, he has an ex-wife in it played by his real wife, although they weren't together at the time. Uh, Mara Rooney. Mara Rooney, thank you. Um, And at one point when they're like signing the divorce papers and he like tells her he's in a relationship with an OS as an operating system, she's like, good, you get everything you wanted because you never liked it when I wasn't like a bubbly happy, you never liked it when I basically like had negative emotion. So this must be a great relationship for you. And that's right. like kind of the point. Yeah. But I also think like he's not a wholly unlikable character. He's in not. the way that like John Cusack in High Fidelity or Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer. Like like there he there is a like sadness and a loneliness to him that is also relatable. And mm-hmm. um, and so, like, at times you find yourself, or I found myself, like, sympathizing with him and totally. feeling like, um, and I think also because I think the other thing that I had, like, not expected or not realized about this movie is this relationship exists in a world where, like, that's a thing. Like mm-hmm. having a relationship with an OS is a thing. It is Whereas taking place I in a it futuristic like, world that is sort right. of the Star World now. Right. I think I thought it was like, like he was a little Delulu, you know, as the kids say these days. The third um, time I've heard Delulu this week, and I had never <laughs> heard it before. Um. You know, so like Amy way, Adams I... plays his real life best friend who forms a friendship with an OS and there are people right. in relationship. It is like, it is, Spike Jones is making a comment on what the world will become as we more and more outsource to technology. Right. 
Um, speaking of Amy Adams, I love when we try and make her look plain because it <laughs> fails every time. What if we make her hair frizzy, Carrie? <laughs> what and if, then we won't think what she's if beautiful. We, what if we put Amy Adams in baggy clothes? Could we make her unattractive? The I mean, answer is no. The frizzy wig wasn't, it's not the best Amy Adams has looked. No, but um, you can't. But she's I mean, still Amy fucking Adams. Right. One day someone's going to make a movie, maybe it'll be me, called like Two Frumpy Women, and it's going to be played by Amy Adams and Kate Winslet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hollywood frumps. Um, yeah, I think, I, like, I, I think the point of this movie is commenting on people, but like, specifically men and maybe i'm giving spike jones in this movie too much credit because i don't think i am who have a hard time in relationships with women because they want the cool girl or the manic manic pixie dream girl they want this idea of a woman who is bubbly and sweet and kind and into their interests will play video games with them won't get mad at them if they're you know home later if they want to do blah 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 well, in any time, and the reality see... is that like people, women are women, and this is what we hear from his ex-wife. This is what we hear from his best friend Amy Adams. Like people have thoughts, feelings, and emotions. His ex-wife said, "Like I got dark sometimes, and you didn't like it because you wanted me to be serving you." And so he f- falls in love with an operating system that theoretically will only serve him. And then turns out she starts to have some level of consciousness, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like it. And then he works, um, and you know. Well, and I think the you know anytime that we see Rooney Mara like in his memories, she. It is sort of that like classic montage of like, you know, the dead the, wife montage, the perfect dead wife, right? Who had no flaws, she was perfect and wonderful and happy all the time. Um, and then when we meet her, she's complicated, right? um and yeah even down to like in his memories she's got like long hair and we meet her in real life she's got like a blunt bob like yes she's just more severe in real life and it's like he's only remembering her as the idealized version he's missing but i think part of what makes him a likable character is like early on he says like i have these dreams where we're not together we're still broken up we're not getting back together but we're friends we're friends we just Mm -hmm. are friends with and it's like oh that's actually like sweet and sad like these are two people who loved each other and had Mm -hmm. at one point a good marriage and a good relationship and it didn't work out for a variety of reasons and he just and he does miss her and like doesn't sound like they should get at no point in this movie are you like he should get back with Rooney Mara Mm -mm. we're like maybe supposed to be rooting for him and Amy Adams to get together but I can't tell if at the end they just are emotionally connecting with each other on a friendship level um which is also kind of nice but there is something to him like you believe that he you know it's a really good example of writing multi-layered complex characters and you know growth. he isn't I think and growth he isn't just like growth. a piece of shit like and he's trying to get better yeah um and to be a better person and to be a better man and to be a better partner uh um, yeah yeah um i at one point during this movie made the statement i don't think i've seen joaquin phoenix in anything but the gladiator and then jeff started listing off his imdb and i was like oh I've seen him in like 10 things. 
You know what I miss? Kooky, a little bit crazy, but not overtly problematic celebrities. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like we you either have to be like normal, down to earth. I could be your best friend celebrity, or you're like banana pants off the wall, probably doing something inappropriate, crazy level celebrity. I miss. And look, he's made he, he uh, what's the movie? he's playing napoleon apparently with a big chicago or a big american accent so mm-hmm. maybe we're about to but i feel like joaquin phoenix is our perfect like except like, he's best friends with casey affleck he's brothers-in-law with casey affleck oh that's right i forget uh, that casey affleck affleck's is married, married to, to a, a phoenix a phoenix um, yeah sure yeah but i mean like so is Matt Damon. Well, you know, he's also brothers-in-law with Jamie Bell, which is crazy to me. This is the second time this person has come up, and I still have no idea. In like two weeks, and I still don't know who Jamie Bell is. Google him. Yes, you do. He had a child he with brothers-in-law with Jamie Bell because he's uh, married to the other Mara. He had a he had a child was married to and had a child with Evan Rachel Wood. Okay. Then they got divorced, and then he married Kate Mara, and they have a child or a couple. Oh, he's short. So they're brothers in law in the same way that uh, Scott Foley and Patrick Wilson are brothers in law. Okay, wait. Here are the people trending with Jamie Bell, or excuse me, people also search for Kate Mara, Evan Rachel Wood. Those are the top two. Can you guess? the next three it's not joaquin phoenix and it's not rooney mara rooney mara is sixth and i can't find joaquin phoenix okay so the top two are kate mara and evan rachel wood yes and then so you want me to guess three four and five yes is it evan peters nicholas holt and no but you know where i was going with this it's paul mezcal hayden christensen and some dancer named adam cooper uh-huh. Who probably also at one sure. point played Billy Elliot. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I object to Paul Bezgal being included in this group of men. Allison, he's weird enough looking. You know, he's got that Irish "I drink too much" face that I find. He, I could not tell you what he looks like. In my head, he is sure, but in my head, he's um. Oh, such <sighs> a picture. The hot yeah, priest he, from, no, no, an American. Um, stop showing me him because now I can't get to who I think of. Anyway, it doesn't matter. More importantly, Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara are married. Um, they but also they didn't really get to get. They didn't get together until 2016. Yes, at which point, because they started together in a movie called Mary Magdalene, where Joaquin Phoenix, where she played Mary Magdalene, and Joaquin Phoenix played Jesus. And I we don't have enough never time. Watch that movie. We do not have enough time to unpack that. Sentence. You know why? Because that movie is unnecessary. We have a beautiful representation of that relationship in a great classic American film called Jesus Christ Superstar. Also, those are white people. They're both white. Mary Magdalene and Jesus were not. Okay, Carrie, but if we're sort of the actually Mary Magdalene in the 1970s, Jesus Christ Superstar is not played by a white is not played by a white woman, but Jesus definitely is. I do uh, think it's a horny movie about Jesus and Mary Magdalene, though, which are the only kinds of movies about Jesus and Mary Magdalene I want to see. I'm thinking about the line from I Don't Know How to Love Him, Mary Magdalene's song in Jesus Christ Superstar, where she talks about him just being a man. <laughs> How cutting with your Jesus Christ. 
She's been with so many <laughs> men before and in many different ways. He's just one more. He's just one more. It I is. I don't know how to find. Um, okay. I don't necessarily think of Joaquin Phoenix as a sexual person, though. So both scenes of him having virtual sex right? were really weird to me. It's, it was also like you, you're basically watching sex from start to finish, but it's only one person. And it's just like we don't get that on a lot of movies. Like well, there's no cutaway to the end. Mm-hmm. Even rated R movie. It was just sort of like, oh, this is a this is what people sound like during sex, I guess. <laughs> like, um, yeah. It was off putting, but maybe that was the point. I think it was the point. Well, the first sex scene is when he's calling a like it's I guess it's not a sex hotline. I guess it's like a, a chat room for yeah. lonely people looking to have phone sex yeah the woman he connects with at one point is like choke the dead or choke me with the dead cat in the room and he's also like this you know what it is it's the save the cat moment when we want to see him be like that's weird i don't like this it's quite literally (laughs) because there's a dead cat in the room i i'm gonna say spike jones did that as a little easter egg for us screenwriters but i i wrote down like i don't want to king shame but i'm gonna king shame choke me with the dead cat i'm sorry yeah it's weird it is um i did when he first gets the os and she's like i read all your emails i'm gonna delete like these hundred thousand that you don't need and unsubscribe you from all these i was like i need that where can i have her i want someone who serves me jamie jamie raised her hand she's gonna do it for me jamie's your scarlet johansson (laughs) yeah she's Uh. my my samantha oh yeah she just she read in uh, a book of baby names and that was the one she uh, sprung to. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> Olivia Wilde always playing that girl, like that crazy girl that I just feel like she always plays like cool girl and or crazy girl. I was going to say her character from the OC is not crazy. She is consummate cool girl who's also a little bit yeah. lesbian. She, uh, just, she never I don't think I've ever seen her play like a fully formed human being ever uh, did you read the transcripts of hers and jason sudeikis's divorce because she's fully formed in that no i uh, mean i think she probably is like an interesting person we just never let her play an interesting person in a movie um no she's just hot girl who goes on a date with him and then is like i'm not gonna have sex with you unless you like see this going somewhere and he's like oh this is a first date like and then she gets mad at him and it's kind of an interesting scene because you're sort of like i mean good for her for stating up front what she wants and good for him but then it escalates then it escalates and like good for him for being like for not just being like yeah i want to date you seriously to sleep with her right but then she gets mad at him for for not wanting to be in a relationship with him after one date yeah um, because it's we're weird. all just searching well i also think like the idea of this is like finding human connection and it's like a person offering that to him and both like the like quickness of it but also um he is averse to intimate human connection right. because he's as it's about trauma at one point i wrote down yeah. i put this on instagram i just wrote down therapy <laughs> That isn't an operating system. Um, no, this movie is about men who want women, want a woman who compliments them, calls them funny, organizes for them, but isn't a person in their own right. Is what they wrote down. Yeah, and he doesn't have to, you know, cater to her needs. 
Yeah. Although I will say, like, at the end, he he doesn't want her. Well, let me think about how I want to say this. Like, he's even when she's asserting her agency and like her own wants, needs, and desires. He tries. He's he do, he tries. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, like, it's just the, that like their wants, needs, and desires are at odds with each other. Right. Um, like at one point she's discovered you can hire, or I guess volunteers, I guess they're not sex workers, but also it feels like if this existed, they, this would be a great use for sex workers and then you could yeah. pay them legally and give them benefits. And it would be where like, you could have someone essentially embody your OS so that you can have human to human physical sex. And he is understandably uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And, but he tries because she says it's important to him and then it all goes bad. Um, not like, again, like, not like crime bad, just like he can't do it. And then the woman yeah. who volunteered is sad and hurt and it's a whole, and then, you know. Um, well, and when an she, scene. when she, you know, says like she's in love with other OSs or other people. I mean, the interesting thing that happens is like, because she's an operating system and can process information at like lightning speed, she can be having conversations with multiple people. She and like has has relationships with multiple people, all kind of like at the same time. Yeah, at one point at the end um, when this fight happens, she says she's having like six thousand conversations at a, at the same time. She's having the conversation with them and is in love with like eight hundred people. Right, which like for us as humans is hard to fathom, but for her is totally like isn't great like totally normal or whatever um but even when he's struggling with that i do feel like he's still like showing up for her and trying there's you know he's not um he's not like a completely unlikable selfish guy no, I think if we can, and maybe this character has nothing to do with Spike Jones, but I think if we can make a mm-hmm. leap that like this character is some semi-autobiographical depiction of Spike Jones, which doesn't seem unfair. This is, I think, the first movie he ever wrote alone. That that may have been a complaint of women in the past. Mm-hmm. And this movie depicts the character and therefore in my leap spike jones is someone who understands their shortcomings and is working on that right which is not you know we can say like i understand why rooney mara is upset that he didn't allow her to feel all of her varied Mm -hmm. emotions and why that would be hard at a partner but the fact that joaquin phoenix his character's name is theodore that theodore is aware of this and working on it and working through that in his relationship with samantha is does not it makes him a very likable character yeah we all have shit we need to like the not wanting to connect emotionally with other people because you're afraid of being left or hurt is like it feels very universal like that's Mm -hmm. something i spent years in therapy dealing with like that is and you do hurt people along the way like you you do Mm -hmm. cause pain when you when that's an anxiety or when that's an when you have intimacy issues but adults 
know that and work on it. And that's what we see with his character. It's not a shitty guy gets better or shitty guy. No one understands shitty guy story. It is complicated. Or like he still ends up with the girl. Right. Despite being an asshole. Right. It is shitty guy, not shitty guy. It is complicated, sympathetic man works Mm -hmm. to be a better person and a better partner. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Love that. Um, the, The, in this movie that is not real and requires suspense of reality. The part that really pulled me out and I really struggled with was when, um, a publisher published a book of his letters <laughs> because I was like, he doesn't have the legal right to those letters. I know I, I had the same. So he works the character Theodore and I want this job works in a job where he writes people's letters. Like you can hire again, cause we are outsourcing this entire movie is outsourcing our emotional needs. So you hire him, you writes letters. So he's been writing letters between like lovers and parents and children. And he writes these like beautiful letters to people and then they send them and and he dictates it and it's in their handwriting and then they Mm -hmm. send them and they think they're getting a letter from the other person i guess they don't even think so i guess they're just like oh like it's they're just happy to have gotten a letter right Um, it's like a personalized greeting card it's like a personalized greeting card but then and i want that job that is the that's the job i dream of having i think i'd be really good at it um uh what was i gonna say Oh, but then Samantha, the operating system, like sends a bunch of those letters to a publisher and they're going to make a book of them. Two things. One, print print is dead. And two, um, yeah, like the company he works for has the legal right over letters. Yeah. There's no way that he would be able to like make a book. The thing that pulled me out was actually that like so much, this movie was made 10 years ago and so much of the futuristic things are just things we take for granted. Like this movie invented AirPods. He -hmm. keeps putting AirPods, not actual, but like what is effectively AirPods in his ears and it's supposed to be futuristic and they're, I'm looking at you right now and I look like I'm from 2003 or 2013 with my corded headphones and you've got those Mm -hmm. AirPods and being able to say like read email and then your email is read. Like, yeah all of that shit exists yeah um at one point brian cox's voice showed up and i thought is that brian cox when it was he's the like ai version of the philosopher oh sure 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 because yes samantha has joined together with a bunch of other ai to create an ai version of a long dead philosopher that was brian cox how beautiful yeah i was like he's not berating anyone tell me Tell me I, I failed you, Daddy. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not a serious I wanted him person. To, I wanted him to say you're not serious people. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else about this movie. Um, oh, I have so much more. What are you talking about? I'm on like page one of my notes. What else do you have to say? Um, I think it's interesting. I think his and Amy Adams' relationship is interesting. She gets left by the <laughs> husband. What's wrong with Kevin? Kevin's mad. I don't know um she at one point says she has a friendship with an Mm -hmm. os and i thought that was interesting lonely men look for sex lonely women look for companionship Mm -hmm. um i think that's what that is suggesting which obviously is not he finds women also looking for sex and nothing else and he is absolutely looking for companionship but like what they needed from an os it was interesting to me that his was a romantic 
and sexual relationship and hers was just like someone to listen to her and talk to her yeah um oh there's a really beautiful line when he finds out that samantha is in love with and talking to thousands of other people and he says something like i want you i thought you were mine or something and she says i'm yours and i'm also not yours Mm -hmm. and i like that's the reality of a romantic relationship with a human Mm -hmm. is that like in my opinion healthy romantic relationships you are each other's you are partners and also you have your own individual lives and those lives intersect and you support each other's but it's not you don't you aren't enti- you don't become one entity when you're in mm-hmm. a relationship um, right you still have individual wants needs feelings desires and like the healthy relationships is how you navigate those things together and what was interesting was i think that's probably something the Rooney Mara character would have thought or felt. And then when mm-hmm. he gets it from the OS, it's sort of like no relationship are you is one person entirely the other ones. You, right. You are your own people or your own Scarlett Johansson's disembodied voice. Right. Yeah. Oh, my second page of notes is just weird. He doesn't pronounce it. Theodore. I can't hear the name yeah. Theodore and not hear your child saying like, my name is Theodore. <laughs> Theodore? It's going to be so sad when he learns to pronounce T-H. I know. What if he doesn't? What if he just can be Theodore forever? Well, it's like when Ben stopped calling him Dor. It was so sad. I asked them the other day if they would call me Aja. And they laughed and said no. Yeah. No. Um. Oh, at the end of the, end of the movie... We're like right before he goes and sits with Amy and I'm on a roof and they just like look at the beautiful world and connect with each other on a human level and a silent and beautiful scene. What's wrong? Oh, okay. I w- couldn't. Jamie just walked out of here with a curling iron with Kevin following her and I was like, what's happening? Don't, she don't burn the dog for the Christmas card. Anyway. Um, um, he writes, he like dictates a letter to Rooney Mara it's like a lovely letter basically saying like our relationship is over we are now divorced but like I grew up with you you taught me so many beautiful like I will always have a place it's a really lovely like divorce letter or it's like an email and he just Mm -hmm. dictates it and says like send email and I was like no read it back you got to read it back in case there's a typo or you want to fix it like is proofreading not a thing in this world (laughs) read it back at one point, he asks uh, Scarlett Johansson to proof. He's like, "Do you proofread?" Again, I need her. I need, I need her. Would you fall in love with her? No. Well, maybe if she's cleaning out my inbox and unsubscribing me from crap, maybe, maybe I would fall in love with her. Um, a trigger warning for Chris Pratt. Um, yep. Chris Pratt there. Is being this Chris Pratty? I was going to say, is this the character? closest to who chris pratt is not quite as goofy as an andy andy mm-hmm. andy dwyer thank you i was thinking andy bernard which is the office and mike sure come up with new names although he didn't name andy dwyer anyway but also not like superhero-y he's just kind of like office douche yeah if chris pratt weren't famous he would just be like that office guy in an office the that guy people in tolerate office. they're like 
you're like, oh, that guy's kind of obnoxious in my office. Yeah. Great casting. <laughs> Excellent. Um, um, yeah, we were wrong. This movie is lovely and poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glad I watched it. Yeah. Um, People who criticize it for being just about a man who wants love from an AI and not from human women didn't get it. Like or didn't see days it. Of summer. Like um, 500 Days of Summer. Well, 500 Days of Summer. And this one, because... We, 500 Days of Summer is like we all watch that movie and we're mad at her and then we watch it as adults and we're like, no, he's the villain. Yeah. Well, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt told us that. He was like, watch it back, guys. Yeah. Um, um, no one's the villain in this. Everyone's no. just human and flawed. Yeah. Uh, Allison, what are we watching next? It's the holiday season. It is. Ding, we are officially ding, ding, in ding, the holiday ding. season as this is coming out the week of thanksgiving happy thanksgiving everybody um we're watching this christmas i love this movie i trigger warning for what's his face yeah yeah chris brown's in it (laughs) thank you and columbus uh i was just talking about him the other day because i was talking about um what is that Not guy's name? Line. Columbus. Short? Short. Columbus short? I think so. Uh, uh, he's someone who got fired by Shonda Rhimes for being a shitty person. Maybe he's not in this movie. Maybe I'm misremembering the casting. Stomp the Yard. He's in Stomp the Yard. Somehow the other day Stomp the Yard came up and I was like, that guy got fired by Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, just kidding. He's not in this movie. Oh no, he is. Yeah, yeah. Brown is. Okay, I thought I was. Yeah, I don't remember what he did wrong. I will always remember what Chris Brown did wrong. Um, I think uh, similar to what Chris Brown did. Ooh, uh, yes. Just his wife wasn't famous. Um. Anyway, we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. Uh, you love the movie this Christmas, but I do love this movie. I've never I seen do that. love this movie. I do love it's the song. Charming and the women. The, the women in this movie are like phenomenal um the last what? time joe that's true joe is great yeah oh i'm sorry though okay yeah the women are good but delray lindo idris elba yeah Mackay that's Fife? jamie i love jamie Mackay just said Fife. joe which is delroy lindo's character um Okay, well, I love Mackay Pfeiffer, so what happened? We'll talk about it. I need to find I need to know that Mackay we need Pfeiffer to know what happened to Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um the last time you made me watch a black rom-com Christmas movie, you hoodwinked me and it was the saddest movie you've ever seen in my entire life. Is this gonna be if Mia okay. dies of cancer, so help me God. <laughs> this is not wait, let me think about it. If this is no. my best man holiday Christmas sad. I'm not doing it because I want a this joyful Christmas not, movie. I don't want to be crying in the bathtub a la um, Neil. This is a no. This is I mean, it's a family Christmas movie. So like there's going to be some shit, but there's nothing that is as heart wrenching. I don't as know. The, as you, Best Man Holiday. What am I going to do about my babies and then cut to Neil on crying in the bathtub? Yeah, no, we're not going to have that. I promise. I promise there's none of that in this movie. 
I'm actually really got, glad we got um, the best man uh, show that we both thought was kind of lukewarm compared to its film predecessors because we know that Nia Long stuck to her word and did in fact take care of those babies. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, next week. We're but I didn't Christmas. ever doubt that. I didn't ever doubt that. No, but I just remember being like, oh, Carrie broke down when Mia said, this is confusing because Mia and Mia, when Mia said, uh, what's going to happen? Who's going to take care of my babies? And then you, uh, Mia Long's all like nice. And she's like, I will. You don't have to worry about it. I'm there. And then you smash cut to her being like, ah, and having an what emotional am I breakdown. What my best friend? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Uh, no, I promise this Christmas does not pack the same gut-wrenching emotional pack punch as uh best man holiday although if men if if harold perrini wanted to show up and dance around in a sparkly suit i'm not gonna be mad that that happened he does not but idris elba is there and uh he's a musician so (laughs) sounds great all right we'll see you in two weeks for that go look Join our Patreon if you aren't to see those and to see what our special surprise is on. Well, you'll see what our special surprise is on Friday regardless, but you'll get to participate. Um, Thank you for listening. Bye.